How's it going, my brothers and sisters? This is Steve Kitts. Thank you for joining us on During Bible Study Podcast. We'll open up in a prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you, Lord, for your wonderful grace and love. We thank you, Lord, that you're with us and that these words, Lord, that you give us is something we can put in our hearts and use for your glory. Lift you up and give you the honor. In your blessed name we beg. Amen. And Esau. God knows the beginning and he knows the end. He knows it all. He knew before the birth of Jacob and Esau just what characters that they would develop into. Both of them. He knew that Esau would not have the heart to obey him. He answered the troubled prayers of Rebekah and informed her that she would have two children, twins, and that the elder should serve the younger. He presented the future history of her two sons before her that they would have developed into two nations, the one greater than the other, and the elder should serve the younger. The firstborn in Bible history was entitled to particular advantages and special privileges which belonged to no other member of the family. Isaac loved Esau better than he did Jacob because Esau provided him with wild game like venison. He was pleased with his bold, courageous spirit manifested into hunting wild animals. Jacob was the favorite son of his mother because of his disposition as a mild and better calculated to make use of his time. He was a shepherd and he tended things around the farm and helped maintain things. He was a real true leader instead of a wild man that went out and and squatted down in the woods. Nothing wrong with that, but there's just things that needs to happen for taking care of the, the home front. Now, Jacob had learned from his mother what God had taught her, that the elder should serve the younger, and the youthful reasoning led him to conclude that this promise would not be fulfilled while Esau had the privileges which were conferred on to the firstborn. And when Esau came in from the field, faint with hunger, he was going to die. Jacob improvised an opportunity to turn Esau's necessity into his own advantage. He took advantage of him, keep that in mind, and proposed to feed him if he would renounce his claim to the birthright. So Esau, being hungry and close to death, sold his birthright to Jacob for a pot of porridge or food. Esau took two idolous wives, which was a great grief to Isaac and Rebekah. But notwithstanding this, Isaac loved Esau better than he did Jacob. When he thought that he was about to die, he requested that Esau would prepare him some meat that he might bless him before he died. Esau did not tell his father that he had sold his birthright to Jacob and then confirmed it with an oath. He hid that part. Now Rebekah heard the words of Isaac, and remembered the words of the Lord, saying, The elder shall serve the younger. And she knew that if 
Esau had lightly regarded his birthright and sold it to Jacob so easily that he would never be the strong leader for the family. She persuaded Jacob to deceive his father and fraudulently receive the blessing of the father, which she thought could be obtained no other way. They took it into their own hands instead of trusting God. Keep that in mind, too. Jacob was at first unwilling to practice this deception. He didn't want to do it, but finally consented to his mother's plan. Rebecca was acquainted with Isaac particularly about Esau and was satisfied that reasoning would not change Isaac's mind. Instead of trusting God, the disposer of the events, she manifested her lack of faith by persuading Jacob into deceiving the father. And Jacob's course in this was not appropriated by God. Rebecca and Jacob should have waited on God to bring about his own purpose in his own way, in his own time, instead of trying to bring on the foretold events by aiding in this event with a deception. If Esau had received the blessing from the Father, which had been bestowed upon the firstborn, his prosperity would have come from God alone. He would have blessed him with prosperity or brought him into adversity according to his course of action. If he should love and reverence God, like righteous Abel did, he would be accepted and blessed of God. If, like the wicked Cain, he had no respect for God or his commandments, but followed his own corrupt course, he would receive a curse from God, not a blessing, and God would take care of that issue. He would handle the troublemaker. If Jacob's course should be righteous, if he would love and fear God, he would be blessed from God, and the prosperity hand of God would be with him, even if he did not obtain the blessings there at that spot and the privileges that were bestowed on the firstborn. When God said that the younger shall rule over the older, he means it. And they shouldn't have tucked it into their own hands. Anyways, I, I, you know, that's a lesson for us to learn. Trust God. Keep what he says is the truth. And we'll be all right. Don't take things into our own hands and try to make things happen. Let God work it out. Now, here's where we get into a, this is what you get for doing your own thing area. Jacob's years of exile. Rebecca repented in bitterness for her wrong counsel that she gave Jacob, for it was the means of separating him from her forever. He was compelled to flee for his life from the wrath of Esau, and his mother never saw him again. Isaac lived for many years after he gave Jacob the blessing and was convinced by the course of Esau and Jacob that the blessing rightly belonged to Jacob. Jacob was not happy in his marriage relationship, though his wives were sisters. He formed a marriage contract with Laban 
for his daughter Rachel, whom he really loved and wanted to be with. And after he had served seven years for her hand, Laban deceived him and gave him the younger sister, Leah, which is uglier and, well, not uglier, but not as beautiful as Rachel. When Jacob realized the deception that had been practiced on him and that Leah had acted her part in deceiving him as well, he could not love Leah. Laban wished to retain the faithful service of Jacob because he worked for him for free for seven years and therefore deceived him and given Leah instead of Rachel. And Jacob reproved Laban for this trifling of his affection and gave him Leah, whom he didn't love. Laban entreated Jacob not to put Leah away, for it was considered a great disgrace, not only as a wife, but to the whole family. So Jacob was placed in the most trying position, but he decided to still retain Leah and keep her, and also to do what it takes to receive Rachel as his wife. Leah was loved as much less degree as Rachel. Jacob really loved Rachel and wanted to be with her. So Laban took advantage of Jacob's desire and made another decree of seven years that he would have to work for him for free in order to get Rachel's hand, which Jacob did. He knew that he needed Rachel in his life, so he did what it took to get her. So as Jacob rehearsed his wrongs and when he decided to go back to uh, return home with his two wives, Rachel and Leah, God told him in a dream to leave Laban and go back to his family. So Jacob is really trying to figure out what he's going to say to Esau and how he's going to act and what's going on. And he knows that he needs to go and make things right. So he returns back to Canaan. Jacob took his family and all that he had and left Laban and his family. And after he had pursued his journey three days, Laban learned what he had left and took everything with him. Laban was very angry. He had lost his free help and free labor. And he pursued after Jacob, determined to bring him back by force. But the Lord had pity on Jacob. And as Laban was about to overtake him, God gave Laban a dream not to speak good or bad to Jacob. That is, he should not force him to return or urge him to come, you know, to do anything like, I'll give you this, I'll give you that if you come back. Don't force him and don't entice him to come back. When Laban met Jacob, he required that he should have stolen away unaware and carry away his daughters without letting him say goodbye to him. Laban told him, It is in the power of thy hand to do you hurt, in my hand to do you hurt, but God 
of your father spake to me yesternight, saying, Take thou heed that they not speak to Jacob either good or bad. And Jacob had rehearsed to Laban the generous course that he had pursued towards them, and that he only studied his own advantage. He appealed to Laban as an uprighteous and conducted him while with him that they tore the beast I brought into thee and bare it to loss and thy hand didst thou require whether stolen by day or stolen by night. I, thus I was in the day drought consumed and frost by night and my sleep departed mine eyes. And Jacob said, Thus I have been twenty years in thy house and serve thee fourteen years for thy two daughters, and six years for thy cattle, and thou hast changed my wages ten different times. You wasn't fair to me. Except the God of my father, and God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac, had been with me, surely thou hast sent me away now empty-handed. And God hath seen my afflictions, and my labor of my hands, and rebuked thee yesternight. God put justice in Jacob's corner. Laban then assured Jacob that he had no interest in uh, taking him back, their daughter or his daughters and their children, that he could not harm them. He proposed to make a covenant between them. And Laban said, Now therefore come thou, let us make a covenant, you and me, and let us be for a witness between thee and me. And Jacob took a stone and set it as a pillar. And Jacob said to his brethren, Gather stones. And they took stones and made a heap. And they did eat upon that heap. And Laban said, The Lord watch between me and thee when we are absent of one another. If thou shalt afflict my daughters, or if thou shalt take Otherwise, besides my daughters, no man is with us. See, God is witness betwixt me and you. So Jacob made a solemn covenant before the Lord that he would not take other wives. And Laban said to Jacob, Behold this heap, behold this pillar, which I have cast between me and thee. This heap be witness, and the pillars be witness, that I will not pass over the heap to thee, and thou shalt not pass over the heap of this pillar to me for harm. The God of Abraham and the God of Nor and the God of their fathers judge betwixt thee. Jacob swear by this fear of his father Isaac. As Jacob went on his way, the angel of God had met him. And when he saw them, he said, This is God's host. He saw the angel of God in a dream and camped all around them. Jacob sent a humble, reconcilable message to his brother Esau. The messenger returned to Jacob, saying, We came to thy brother Esau. He also cometh to meet thee with four hundred men. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed. He divided the people that was with him, the flocks and the herds and the camels, into two bands. And he said, If Esau come at one company and smite it, then the other company shall be able to escape. And Jacob said, O father 
Abraham, or God of my father Abraham, and God of my father Isaac, Lord, which said unto me, Return unto thy country, and to thy kindred, and I will deal well with thee. I am not worthy of the least of all of your mercies, and all of the truth which thou hast showed unto thy servant. For with my staff I pass over this Jordan, and now become into two bands. Deliver me, I pray, from the hand of my brother, and from the hand of Esau. For I fear him, lest he will come and smite me, and the mother with my ch- the mother of my children. And thou saith, I will surely do good for thee, and make thy seed as the sea, sand of the sea, which shall not be numbered for a multitude. And we all know the story where Jesus uh, came and, and in the form of an angel, and Jacob wrestled with it all night long until he said, I will not let go until you bless me. Jacob had a turning of his life at that point. He had done good all of his life, but he really needed God in his life. And Jesus, uh, to bless him and to reassure him that what he was doing was right, and, he, and, and God did. God showed up and was in that. And we all know that the... Uh, relationship between him and his brother his brother fell in his in his arms and was they wept together they were happy to see each other and they really made things right at that point and jacob's name had been changed during his struggle with that angel to israel and we know that that's the beginning of the the tribe of israel the the chosen people came from that point on how great god is and how he works things out even though we are off on our own and doing stuff in in foreign lands and foreign things not what god wanted and we tuck it into our own hands god turns things around and we thank god for it so we'll go ahead and close in prayer on this one and i'll see you next pod lord heavenly father we thank you lord that you give us these words of encouragement these examples to live by that if we take things into our own hands lord we're doing things against your will and we'll have to suffer for a little bit we'll have to pay our uh, our time in in exile until you bid us to come back to you we thank you lord and we praise you and we lift you up and we we'll give you all the honor in your blessed name and amen I want to take a minute to talk to you about Buzzsprout. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new market or a channel, may I suggest that you share your thoughts and your ideas with the world. And it's just so fun to have a talk show. Podcasting is very easy, inexpensive, and a fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Within minutes of finishing each recording, Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And a team that they have at Buzzsprout is passionate in helping you succeed. They want you to succeed. Join with over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's go ahead and create something together. God bless you.
Let me tell you about a new product that you probably need to go check out. It's called Talking Jesus Doll at JesusDoll.com. If you use my promo code Steve Kids at checkout, they'll give you an extra 10% off. With all the woke culture going out affecting kids with cartoons and toys, they're trying to separate your kids and your grandkids from the family and from God. I recommend that you introduce Jesus to your kids as early as possible. That's why we're partnering with the Talking Jesus Doll. It's a plush doll that talks. When you squeeze the hand, it speaks ten phrases that Jesus said in the Bible, from the Lord's Prayer to John 3.16 and everything in between. With everything that's going on, it's important to introduce our children to the love and the lessons that Jesus had for many years. I love this product and so does everyone else. The reviews are amazing and kids are learning the Bible verses and using the doll to minister to others. If you have kids, grandkids, nieces, and nephews, this is a perfect gift for them. It could be for Easter, birthdays, and even Christmas. Teach your kids about the Lord. Go to JesusDoll.com and use the promo code SteveKids for 10% off and God bless you.